0: This is In Ear Insights, the Trust Insights podcast. In this week's In Ear Insights, it is International Women's Day today. As we record this, of course, you know uh, celebrations uh, as as should be happening for more than just a day. And I thought today, uh, Katie, we would talk about uh, a blog post that uh, you and John wrote this morning, actually, on uh, things to not do with a a podcast guest who identifies as female. So. Uh, Katie what's the story where did this come from and uh, and and what's your
1: take well um, so as a female um, I have been interviewed on a few podcasts um, you know different articles and the thing that always strikes me and you know John and I joke about this a lot is there's questions that are asked of women that are not, also asked of men and I think that a lot of this was really you know separately highlighted by a lot of what's going on um, in the media these days and so there was the Saving Britney Spears documentary that came out uh, about a month ago and a lot of what was a lot of the focus were the interviews that she were she was um, participating in and specifically the questions that she was asked that are not also asked of you know, male celebrities, and there have been other examples of this, Um, you know, as we're recording this, the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah just came out last night. And again, there was a lot of examples of questions and criticism that happen with women that don't also happen with men. Now, that's not to say that men don't face their own level of scrutiny. But in this particular instance, women are often asked questions, gender first, and then skill set, experience, you know, capabilities, competency later, like a lot. So a really good example um, that John and I were just sort of talking about is, you know, what is it like to be a female CEO? Well, when you flip that on its head, when was the last time you heard someone ask the question, what's it like to be a male CEO? You don't hear that question. So why are you asking a woman? Now, granted, there's a lot that goes behind that question, because women Historically, have had a more challenging time getting ahead and you know getting to positions of power. So I understand why the question, but it's a tired question. Like there's other questions that you can be asking someone about their journey, their career path that don't lead with, so you're a woman, that must suck, huh? <laughs> okay. Is it is it
0: the novelty of it, uh, because women are so rarely in positions of power compared to their male counterparts, that makes people ask these questions? Is it um, just flat out ignorance? What What do you think is the reason why, particularly interviewers uh, have this, you know, sort of, of slight because it, you're right, it is unusual. And it's not as common in other minorities, it isn't some and others. But like, for example, I can't say no one's ever asked me what it's like being, you know, a Korean data scientist. It's just you know, my ethnicity doesn't come into it. Um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, no one has ever asked me what it's like to be a, a male data scientist that's, you know, we're gender wise we're in the vast majority. So is what what, is, what do you think of the motivations behind some of these questions?
1: I definitely think that it's you know, it's a mixed bag. I think some of it is uh, the novelty of it. Um, you know, which is such an unfortunate way to think about it. Like, I don't want to be thought of as a novelty or a token or, you know, anything like that. Like, I'm literally just me doing a job, regardless of my gender or ethnicity. But, you know, I feel like that's how people who don't understand the experience try to understand the experience. Um, So, you know, a lot of the podcasts that I've done have been with male interviewers. And so they don't, they can't put themselves in my position or they can't understand my journey. So they try to ask questions. Unfortunately, the way that it comes across is it feels like to me, they're trying to get that tragic story. They're trying to get that sound bite that they can, it, to me, it feels like a little bit of like that exploitation of like, well, she told me her horrific story. I got the interview, you know? And I don't know that that's necessarily fair because that's not true of all interviews, but that is how it feels a lot of times, is that they are trying to dig to get that salacious tidbit of information. Because a lot of times, you know, the questions are around, you know, so it must've been really difficult. What were some of your challenges? It must've been really hard. Can you tell me, you know, some of those like struggles that you went through? And, you know, it's no secret that a lot of us have been through, you know, different forms of abuse and harassment as we're, you know, trying to get ahead. And I personally, and I don't represent all women. I only represent myself. I don't want to talk about it. It's not, to me, the most important part of my personal story. I've talked about it where appropriate, but I don't want to continue to talk about it to make that the headline that people lead with. I want to talk about the things that I've accomplished, you know, whether they've been, you know, becoming a CEO or running a successful business or, you know, things that I've done historically where I've worked in, you know, risk management and pharmacology. I would rather talk about that because to me, that's more interesting. And if someone can learn from those, you know, um, those experiences, I would rather that than, you know, focus on, you know, the things that weren't so great. It, it, It almost feels like interviewers are continually trying to put us in this, Victim box, and I'm not interested in that. I just I want no part of it. So ask me, you know, what it's like to be a CEO. Don't ask me what it's like to be a female CEO.
0: Do you find that you ever get these questions from other women when you're being interviewed by them um, compared to your male counterparts?
1: Absolutely not. I can, I can say with confidence if I go back, um, you know, to the past interviews, it's definitely a different experience. Um, I'm actually working on uh, some interview questions with a female interviewer. And at no point was my gender brought up. It's, you know, what's the future of artificial intelligence? How should organizations be prepared for artificial intelligence? Um, you know, at no point is it... So as a female, how should you be per- you know, prepared for artificial intelligence? It's, that's a silly question. And you wouldn't ask, you know, nobody would ask you, Chris. So as a man, How should you be prepared for artificial intelligence? Like that's just goofy.
0: Where do you think the role is of gender in things like AI? Because obviously, with people like Dr. Timnit Gebru, formerly of Google, um, raising issues about you know bias and stuff, is that Mm -hmm. is that the context where it is appropriate in your point from your point of view?
1: Absolutely. When it comes down to ethics and bias and those training data sets that's where gender, ethnicity, those things, you know, even age, age discrimination is still a big problem. Um, That that's where that belongs is in making sure that the AI is doing better. And so you need to have that diversity in creating the artificial intelligence. But you don't have to say, okay, so you're a woman, you're a man. You are African American, you're Asian, great, that's our group. You guys go create something. Like, that's the wrong way to be thinking about it. Um, You know, I guess it's there's a role for gender in artificial intelligence, but it's not the way that people are thinking about it. It's not, oh, you're a woman and you can do math, or you're a woman and you can lead a team. That's the absolute wrong way to be thinking about it. I was recently in an interview where, you know, the person interviewing me, I think, had really good intentions and was trying to be complimentary, but it started to come out as women are really good, you know, taskmasters and caretakers, therefore they should only be project managers. And I had I started to like rein this interviewer back in and be like, I don't think that's what you're trying to say because it's completely coming out wrong. So let's let's just try again. Let's let's see if what you're trying to say is people who you know have the aptitude to take in a lot of information and synthesize it and you know churn it back out and communicate it as a single thought or people regardless of gender who have the aptitude to multitask are you know going to be good at these kinds of roles regardless of you know male or female Talk a bit more
0: about that, the redirection process. What are some of your favorite techniques for redirecting somebody who is starting to go off the rails? You know, you're in an interview, whether it's on a podcast, in a mm-hmm. blog post, at a job interview, even, how do you skillfully put that person back on the rails?
1: <laughs> you know, it's, there is no one single answer to that, because it, it all depends on the energy of the interview, the energy of the interviewer. Um, some of them are aware enough to realize, oh, I'm starting to go down the wrong road, let's walk it back. And some of them don't feel like there's anything wrong with the questions that they are asking. And that, you know, is problematic. Um, A a couple years ago, I did an interview where the person kept asking question after question about uh, the Me Too movement. So the Me Too movement, for those who might not be aware, is when... You know, women have been standing up and speaking out uh, about some of the harassment and abuse that they've uh, experienced in the workplace. Um, and just in general, for that matter. And so this interviewer really wanted to capitalize on that conversation and kept asking question after question after question about my experiences um, with harassment and abuse. And it just it wasn't the interview that I had signed up for. And so, you know, I had to keep saying, like, I'm not interested in answering that question. Can we talk about something else? Or, you know, these aren't questions, you know, that I feel comfortable asking. And what happens when you have to say, I don't feel comfortable answering those questions is sometimes the interviewer will be like, oh, I really hit on a, you know, sensitive spot. And it's like, no, not necessarily. I just don't want to talk about that particular topic. And so it's, unfortunately, it's a 50-50, like, give and take with the interviewer. Sometimes the interviewer thinks that they're really digging into something important, when really, they're just being annoying. Um, The best way to redirect, Chris, to your question is to say, you know, that's not a topic that I think is appropriate for this podcast. Can we move on to these other things? And it's okay to actually stop the interview and say, this is not you know, appropriate. This is not what I signed up for. If you can't respect that these are not topics that I feel comfortable talking about, I'm going to have to end this. And that's perfectly acceptable. Other side of that coin is that a lot of times we would be like, oh, well, don't be so aggressive or don't be so sensitive. And that's a whole other, you know, issue is that a lot of times women, regardless of their behavior, just can't win.
0: Do you think that the blog post that you wrote, or a distilled version of that is something that you're going to add to, like your press kit and things, you know, in advance of an interview saying like, these questions are not acceptable for uh, the show. Just, you know, we're not saying that you're going to ask them. But, mm-hmm. you know, here's, here's a list of what not to do. Is that something that belongs in the process, particularly for for people who are going into interviews who happen to be women?
1: I do. I think so. I think that it's important for us you know, anyone, male or female, to set our boundaries and to hold those boundaries, because it's the only way, you know, that we can feel like we're entering into, you know, a safe space or, you know, a, a an interview where you're going to be respected. If the person can't respect those boundaries, it's probably not the right interview, you know, for you to be participating in, because it means that you are continually going to be put in a position that you feel very uncomfortable in. And that's just not fair. Like, we're, I would like to believe that we have evolved past the point where, you know, we have to continually put people back in these tiny little boxes that they don't belong in. And so, you know, Chris, to your initial point, nobody's ever asked you, what is it like to be an Asian data marketer? What is it like to be a male data marketer? You know, what would you do if somebody said, so Chris, you're Asian, tell me about that. (laughs) Like, what would your reaction be?
0: I mean, uh, I don't know any different. Literally, I I couldn't tell you what it's like to not be that, you know, in the same way, I can't tell you what's like to not be male, because I have no frame of reference. So to me, it's it's sort of a silly question. It's like, why would you ask that? I can't answer? Like, I can't crawl inside your head yet. Um, I will someday when we all have circuitry implanted in there. But right now I can't. and understand your reality. So I can't say like how my reality differs than yours, because I can't I have no idea. You know, um, there are lots of stereotypes, you know, Mm -hmm. for gender and race and things like that. But those stereotypes really don't inform, you know, the experience like, do I eat a lot of rice? Probably? I don't know. I don't know what other people do um, in their homes. I do know that, you know, nutritionally, people are kind of a disaster. But culturally, I, I can't tell you how it's different. Can I give examples of like discrimination? Sure. Uh, And like crazy assumptions, people make like people make assumptions, like, if you're Asian, you must play piano, be good at math, uh, (laughs) and do the martial arts. And only one of those three things is true uh, of me. So (laughs) (laughs) so I can't just like I I imagine, there's a whole laundry list of assumptions that people mm-hmm. make about women, like, oh, you know, you you must uh, have a hard time balancing, you know, family and and work life and things like that. So there's those assumptions that people go in with, but mm-hmm. they always it always comes out like, what does this even have to do with the the thing that we're talking about?
1: And that's exactly it. And you know, you know, even as you're sort of talking it through, Chris, you said this is a silly question. That's exactly it. You know, I can't speak to any other woman's experience. I can't speak to a non-woman's experience. I can only speak to my experience, and I get to choose what I want to talk about publicly. Um, you know, I do think that it's you know to your question about does this belong in a press kit? I absolutely do. Now, the you know I do belong to women organizations, and so Women in Analytics is an organization that I think is really great that I like to talk about, you know, quite a bit, but what I've experienced within that community is that at no point has someone said, so you're a woman, tell me about that. It's the goal of the organization is to boost more women in analytics and have, you know, women-led speaker panels and, you know, women-led communities. Um, But there's not a focus and emphasis on, well, you're a woman, you must, you know, you must participate and you must talk about your experience as a woman. There's a lot of men who belong to those, to that same organization because they're trying to build something inclusive. What they're trying to do is just make sure that women have the same type of authority and voice that men, you know, take for granted.
0: So, on that note, who are some of the women that you look up to in marketing in analytics, in the data space? who are maybe your your top you know one, two, three people that you think have interesting perspectives to share or that you learn from?
1: Um well, definitely, um, you know, Reagan Avon, she's the founder of women in analytics, and I'm really enjoying following what she's doing and working on and what it is that she's trying to build. And again, it's the community is called women analytics, but at no point while you're in it, do you feel like this is like a feminist, you know, estrogen fueled thing, it's literally just a place that gives women more opportunities that they might not otherwise have. Um, Jenny Dietrich is another one who I very much look up to she's been, you know, teaching me a lot about just business in general. Um, And we have similar home lives. And so just being able to learn from her in terms of, you know, when I run into this type of a challenge, you know, what are some examples of how I could navigate it, not because she's a woman, but because there's a lot of similar scenarios that we have going on, we have a lot of similar interests. And so those are two people that I definitely uh, look up to in terms of, you know, people that I would want to aspire to be more like.
0: Very cool. Yeah, a couple of folks that I followed, I think are really interesting. Um Iodeli Odubella is a uh, a data science evangelist. She is a, a very prominent person in the black and AI and, and data science space and has a lot of really good perspectives. Um, I think on not only, you know, machine learning and data and AI, but also, you um, you know her perspectives as both someone who is black and is and is female. Uh, Timnit Gebru, as we mentioned before, uh, somebody who is very much worth following to see you know her perspectives on fairness in AI. I think is really a, a good person to follow. Uh, Dr. Hillary Mason uh, has, I think, done more for at least getting people's heads on straight when it comes to ethics and data science than probably you know half of the guys in the space. Because you know her book, uh, Ethics and Data Science, is, is a fantastic read. It's it's required reading for anybody who's doing any kind of machine learning projects. So those would be some folks that uh, if you want to go get some new perspectives, um, some very very valuable folks to to follow. So. Um, any final party thoughts Katie on on International Women's Day about things that everybody regardless of gender um, should be doing to provide better interviews uh, and better interactions with uh, with everyone they work with.
1: You know, just, you know, do your homework, use your brain. Um, if you haven't done at least a little bit of research on the person that you're interviewing, don't be lazy. Don't just say, Oh, well, they're a woman. So we can talk about that. Or know they're a person of color so we can talk about that don't make that assumption and don't you know if you're if you are interviewing a woman and she happens to be okay with you know answering some of those questions don't also assume that it's okay to introduce her as a lady marketer or a female ceo i am a ceo period i'm a marketer period i will answer some questions about my experiences Because I happen to be a woman, so that will be my point of view. But don't assume that my title is, you know, Katie Robert, female CEO. That is not what my signature says. When in doubt, just ask the person you're interviewing what they're comfortable with. Period. Just ask. Awesome.
0: If you've got questions or feedback or comments or your own thoughts on this, pop on over to our free slack group Trust slash analytics for marketers, where you can discuss uh, analytics, data science, marketing, with lots of people of every every background. Uh, every day of the week. And regardless of where you're listening or watching this, if you want to get on the channel of your choice, go to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast. And you can find uh, this show in a whole bunch of different places. Uh, find the one that works for you best. Thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.